Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. It Hello, is everyone. happy Tuesday, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It is indeed. At least I'm not confused about what it is this time. That happened a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Don't think we're going to have as many major drops this week as we did last week. That's for sure. It's all right. I started confusing uh, when one of my co-workers was going to be out of the office he, he for a little bit he was saying it was going to be friday and i pinged him yesterday. <laughs> it's like hey how, how'd it go you. and he's like what are you talking about i'm like well didn't you have this thing and he's like that's friday man and i'm like whoa oh, no. i'm like wow i guess i was just hoping that hard that it was that was be friday. <laughs> there's been so many announcements trying to catch up on so many things it was just yeah, uh true. all out of sorts that may be the hardest thing through all of this is as you navigate the documentation and kudos to Microsoft to do this announcement and then provide all of the like rich content that was and learning. Really, that was really well done. Yeah. yeah, it was really well done. Like there's tutorial, like in-depth tutorials, nine hours of walkthrough. Just, yeah. So you're talking, you're stuff. talking about the release of at build. Yeah, I build yeah. with fabric. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because they could have easily released this and gone, okay, kids, go play mm. and figure it out. But they, they released that perfectly and the documentation so rich. But I think that's going to be one of the hardest things for us is just navigating the documentation. What does Microsoft say best practice are? Do we follow that to the T? I don't Microsoft. think we know what best practice in this new world right. is going to look like mm. yet. I think we're still still trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, for sure. I'll put that as a backlog. What are the hardest things for fabric? We have so many more topics. You know, that's true. One, of, one yeah. of the things I noticed um, last week was uh, looking at watching Guy in a Cube. They they did a reaction video, I think, um, with a few few folks. They they got these pretty cool sweatshirts. You seen these like fabric sweatshirts or? Uh, okay, I saw I saw them. You saw like, the you see the green. I did see the green. <laughs> I saw the green shirts. I like, and I, was, I like the styling. I don't know what I don't know what the rest of it looks like. But yeah. I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I wasn't as thrilled. No, as, uh, no. I was like, someone else on comment on Twitter commented. It was like, look at those cool sweaters. Where do I get one of those? I'm like, hmm, it's a bit much. <laughs> It's a bit much. It was like the whole front of it was just like totally green. Was it? No, I thought it was just like the, I thought it was all black and then had like maybe green underneath or green on the seam or something. Ah, maybe, I don't know, whatever. That, okay, I will admit that would be cool if you had like an all black sweat, like all black, you know, hoodie. And then there was just, you know, the, the fabric on the seams were green. Mm -hmm. I, I could get behind that. But I, I feel like when I looked at it, there was this huge okay. imprint maybe of I, a green thing down the middle there. And I was oh. like. Whoa. Maybe maybe that maybe I maybe I miss saw. And if I miss saw, maybe I just create my own. Maybe you create your own. <laughs> we create our own. Oh, the Excellent. green everywhere. Right. Well, it's been it's been hard and I actually it's been funny. I was watching a lot of the stuff from the announcements from Fabric come out. And part of that was every other blog was, so you're overwhelmed with fabric, now what? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like everyone was like, you know, uh jumping on the bandwagon of Okay, where do I start? What's important? Where do where do we begin with this content? Because there's so much of it now. So, indeed, great segue to today's topic. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so uh, nothing related to what we're talking about today. Uh, today's topic is going to be more around uh, kind of getting into desktop a bit and and working on or thinking about 
stylizing or working with different aspects of desktop. We've kind of we've done a lot of like right. high level topics here. This one's going to focus a bit more. And um, also, this is a pre-recorded episode, so FYI, this might be a little bit shorter than our normal ones. Uh, but we'll get into the topic for today. But this right. this is a good grounding, right? Because I think you know, so. Last week is all fabric, and let's let's remind ourselves that the Power BI is right here. It's still it's right there. here. All this, not all the same, different. different. But <laughs> a lot of the things didn't just disappear. It's all the right. same. <laughs> a lot of things were done. You talking. still have to build a report. You still <laughs> right. have to understand how to yes. measure things. Right. And you still have to create a user experience. Unfortunately, yeah. that hasn't gone away. None of the all. If you watched Fabric or watched the announcements, there was a ton of conversation around Copilot's going everywhere. Copilot's oh. going to be in everything. Copilot will, you know, help right. you build, you know, fold your bed sheets in your bed, and, <laughs> and it will, it'll do everything. So, even though they've been talking about it a lot, it's nowhere to be seen yet. So it's not in the product yet. It's like it's on the roadmap of things that they're going to be producing or, or pulling out. Yeah. So and everything is future in the future, future. Yeah. and and future. I, even if it came out today I, I wrote this online when all the big announcements like all the stuff is great but you still need a plan like this you still have to incorporate and have the wisdom for people process and technology that does not go away at all that's a really good point tommy because there is a there is this is a three-legged stool and the one leg that's getting a lot of love right now is the the, the technology side yeah. the other two items the other are people are and process we need to adapt to be able to yeah. use these. If I can't prompt chat GPT or if I can't prompt Copilot to write the right DAX statement, I won't write the correct DAX statement. Like right. It starts there. And that's a people problem. And even with Fabric, these are all aids, but this does not solve a business problem that we've been having for the last 20 years. I agree with that one 100%. Aids, so. Okay. Speaking of solving business problems. A lot of what we were talking about, you know, so um, how, how do you want to bust into this one? Well, I was just going to drop, drop right in if you want. Go for it. So topic for today, we'll just kind of be around. We, we've done an episode around working with Microsoft buttons and how buttons are interacted across the report. Uh, this episode we're thinking about, there's a, it was kind of funny, funnily enough, we did an episode on buttons and like the month after. A whole bunch of new buttons were released. After, it was the day after. It was like the day after. A whole <laughs> bunch of new buttons appeared, and uh, we didn't get to talk about them. So um, it, this will be maybe a bit more elaboration or additional thoughts around some of the items around buttons and what those are and what other things have appeared here. So that's kind of where I was thinking the topic would go today. Yeah, so predominantly these were, what were the the, the navigation buttons, right? Yeah. Page actually, navigator, bookmark navigator, and the like a few of the additional formatting options. Yeah, so I think I think there are some now. So page navigator, bookmark navigator uh, appeared, um, and then there are now two other ones that are more related to slicers and performance of the report, mm -hmm. which also yeah. appeared. But that was kind of I think that was a little bit later than right after our episode. Does that sound right? What's, yeah. What's What's striking to me is uh, there's there's now a very simple way to implement page navigation and incorporate these things into your reports, which we had been doing for a long time prior to this but yeah. this is the simplification of those those individualized objects mm -hmm. on the page right which yes. are impacting the report because it's an additional report object that has to render yes and in this case now it's a single right so if we if we even think about some of the stuff that miguel is is looking at introducing um or where the 
uh, new implementation of visualization is going to go within Power BI. A lot of that he's already talked about is consolidating a lot of these artifacts that people are figuring out how to do, but take up a lot of rendering time because they're all individualized objects that are just layered over each other to create one unified button click or something. That is a great point. I mean, do you remember when there was when you had a one button and there's only one action you can apply, which was a bookmark? There's now eight actions when you insert a new button that you can apply. I didn't even that didn't even register. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Right. And and I think that's a big part too where we've always had the hesitation or if I'm going to really build this infrastructure of how a bookmark or a button works, well, there's a plan. Mike, you had the great article and I think Steve Campbell too on how to code basically codify the selections. Yep. But a lot of that I don't want to say has gone away. But because that the button now, those actions basically are the shortcut to that. And the the navigator icons are solving a lot of those problems we had before with the, is it worth the debt? Is it wor- worth the effort? There's a lot more use cases and a lot more, uh, less barrier to entry. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And and so to talk about kind of like a couple, there's a couple of things here. You're, you mentioned, Tommy, you talked about like there's a lot more actions now, which is good. I think that's helping out what you're trying to accomplish on the report. Um, I, I will note that I did find a very interesting, maybe call it a bug, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I'll try to describe this, the, the problem here. Um, so there is an action on top of a button that you can do to say page navigation. So you can say, okay, I'm going to click this button and I'll go to a page in the report. That's one of those new actions you were talking about, Tommy. We found when we published the report, and again, this was... This was something that was a bit more subtle, uh, but when you use the page navigation of a button, it would go to the page and it would do the, um, it's the feature where it would actually highlight the entire part of the page. So you would see a black line appear, right? So you you know when you tab through on things, like if you're on a report and you you hit tab, it basically navigates your way through the different uh, groups on the report page. Well, what it was doing, it was, it was selecting, you click the button, go to page two, and then the page two would be highlighted because it was actually mm-hmm. highlighting the page as if it was tabbed on the tabbing uh, feature for like accessibility. So I was, I was like, interesting. So the, the client actually came back to me and was like, hey, this doesn't look right. Can you, can you turn that off? I'm like, I can't turn anything off. That's all <laughs> built into like, that's accessibility, buddy. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't turn this off that stuff. This is how they built it. This is how they built it. He's like, well, I don't want, I don't want to go to this page and have a black line appear. So I was like, oh boy, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel this is dumb. How do I, how do I fix this? So I found instead of using a button as a page navigator, you can make a bookmark and turn everything off yeah. and use instead of all selected, That's you true. could just say selected visuals. And by doing that, it goes to the page without selecting the page. Very weird behavior. But by, by changing from a page navigated button to a bookmark button with different settings, you could go to the page without having it highlight the background of the page. Well, what what that's what that's saying to me is right, they they figure out how to do something for accessibility. And then yes. they're like, hey, we should have a, that for non-accessibility. <laughs> like, nobody's going to know tab unless they're going to, like, let's add another button. Is yeah. anyone going to pair about the black square? No, no, they'll be fine. Huh. Uh, you know, the number, the number of people that freaked out about the black square highlighting around stuff was surprising to me, actually. I mean, it, it, was, it was to help you, like, 
you know, tab yeah. through and see like which sure. objects you're on. I mean, I get, I get why it's there, but on the other hand, I'm like, wow, people are really upset about having that thing appear. So let's focus on page navigator first before we go to bookmark. Are you using it at all? Why, what are the use cases you're using it in? That's a great question. So I, I've been using page navigator more frequently and I, I think really? I use page navigator really? with, yeah. So, um, well, I, I like the idea that it highlights. So if you wanted to highlight the button of the page that you're on. So one thing I think is a good practice when you're talking about page navigation is, okay, click the button, go to the page, highlight that page button so it stays lit up, right? So you know, yeah. okay, I'm on, I have a visual indicator that says I'm on page two, right? So to me, that makes sense. So um, that's what I like using that for. And I've been using it for more on the left-hand side of the navigation window where okay. you click the button, Oh, a little short word, you know, here's the different pages. And so you click the page, it takes you there, and then it stays highlighted with a color so you can see that, yes, I'm on page two or whatever that is. Yeah. So, so that's that's how I've been using it. Is that it. embedding? Are you embedding at all? Or is this, this all just normal service reports? This is all normal in the service. Yeah. See, and I can, I can hmm. from my perspective, I could definitely see using this, and I'll probably apply it in some upcoming reports I'm, I'm building for internal. But in embedding... I, I don't need page navigation because with the application can can create navigate their, themselves. Own their own tabs yes. and their own navigation. So mm -hmm. that experience is much more customized because mm -hmm. it's not part of the iframe. It can sit outside the iframe in yes. the app, right? So they can have it look however they want to um, and r really do anything, right? So yeah. if they, if they want to take a couple pages of this report and have another page from a different one, they can do that, right? Because you have mm -hmm. all that flexibility in there. So I use it a lot less. And I think that's or a big say, point. Not for at me. all. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a big point for me. Unless it's an embedded solution, it's really hard for me to justify using the real estate in Canvas for page navigation when you have, I think, probably the best page navigation available with the left hand side of if you're in the service without any embedding solution. Oh, in like the app? You look yeah. at the app. Yeah. Or in an app or just in a normal report. This is a this is a great yeah. point you bring up, Tommy. I really like this point because this is where I think the button bookmark stuff falls apart, and you don't want to use button bookmarks because you basically get a hierarchy on the left hand nav in the app. This is a great right. point right. because you know if you're if you're talking about the context of a single report, okay, buttons make sense. Maybe the navigation probably makes sense, right, to some degree, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you know again another another little detail I'll I'll, I'll put in here as well. I typically use a lot of hidden pages or I'll hide a couple pages. So if I'm using sure. the page navigation button, I'll use the hide page and do not show hide hidden pages in the button. That way I can have extra pages if I want, because I'll have, you know, here's some documentation, here's some other things that I want you to see. Maybe I'm doing a drill through page and I want you to drill through to that page and come back. So I don't want you to actually navigate there because it doesn't make sense based on the context of how to get to that page. So that's one thing. Um, and then uh, coming back to your point there, Tommy, around like, it doesn't make sense to have a single report navigation and then have another left-hand window in the app navigation. And then when you go across different reports, yeah, you could probably make a button that would take you to a separate report. But that's, but that's a lot of work and yeah. a lot of maintenance. And I'd rather just not do that. It takes you out of yeah, the I, I agree with yeah. this one, right? Like there, there are a lot of places where, Sometimes having multiple options to get to the same place is fine, but mm -hmm. with page nav, like 
just be one place. Yeah. Right. I don't need multiple different ways in 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 yeah. which to get to like page two. <laughs> right. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, it's I is there <laughs> is there any justification if you're in the service or in an app to use page navigator, not bookmark navigator? I, I feel like they're very few and far between. Page navigator versus bookmark. I'm not yeah, sure so I follow if you. If we're just focusing on the page navigator, if I'm in the service, oh, yep, okay. Is what justification or like real reasoning? I feel like it's very few and far between to mm. say yes, we should be okay. using our real estate for this. So bookmark navigation, I think, fits a bit more in my mind around yeah. I have multiple things on the same page right. that I'm trying to manipulate. Totally different. Right. Yeah. So that's where I feel. So I feel like the use case for like, you know, again, page navigation, yeah, it makes sense. You're navigating across pages. Right. So that to me, that feels like more of like a, a top menu type item or a left hand nav type item that you're going to put inside the report. Whereas the the bookmark navigator is, hey, Kate, maybe I want to toggle between like uh, a line chart and a table. And I need to have two visuals that I'm going back and forth on. So then I'll hide one and show the other. And then that bookmark navigator will then let me toggle between the two. Um, The downside of this one, I think, again, there's always a downside to something, right? Uh, When you have that, the name of the bookmark becomes the name on the button. So if you have multiple buttons that are doing table and, and, you know, visual or table and line chart, you could, you're going to have multiple bookmarks named the same way just to get the functionality one it gets confusing yeah and i'm actually going to slightly back tra- or, or or um remark my words or whatever the saying is the page navigation the one use case i've actually seen it work really well even in the service is almost like a table of contents page for new users or if you have a very large report yes and I agree. especially if you're introducing it we we there was one project it was basically like a product life cycle and it had it was all detail space. It was new products, launching products, retired products, pricing, all this stuff. And it can get complicated. The first page was mm-hmm. a summary and it basically looked like a table of contents, which even though you saw the left-hand side, there was this uh, ease of use part of this, especially sure. when you have a lot of pages. Yeah, but I totally agree with that. I think, like I said, it's very niche reasoning for page navigation. But I think the real the real winner here is bookmark navigation and because of the settings you can do real winner here is you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> all, all of us, the real winner, we all, we all win. Uh, group hug. Your, your, your trophy's coming in the mail. That participation trophy. And I'll, I'll throw down one more kind of, you know, again, these are some experiences that I've had when building these kind of things and in some ideas to help you keep things consistent in your report. I mean, Seth and I, and Tommy, you are too. Like, we are very picky around when stuff starts accidentally moving a pixel or two around the report page drives me bonkers. So from a, from a tip or trick standpoint, when I'm building a bookmark or some kind of navigator that needs to be on multiple pages, don't build them on multiple pages and then try to style them. I know. Build it on one page first. Take, pick the first page yeah, you're going to build, maybe, yeah. build the bookmark, get all the styling correct, everything you want. And once you have that single page done, you can select that bookmark navigator and then go to the second page and paste it and then paste it, paste it. So the idea is that way the position is exactly identical. And that way, as you navigate between multiple pages, you're now not trying to like, oh, shoot. Okay, what was the dimension on this one? Okay, go back to page one, change the dimensions, go to page two, modify dimensions. Oh, shoot, the color's off. Okay, got to go back to change. It just, you can, you could waste so much time 
by trying to just put the object on all the pages first. Positioning, yeah. It, it, and I'll that's, also that's echo really too, do, build a template page. If you have a page, build a page with the book. Like That's what you start with. Put the bookmark navigator on it. Put it in its right location. Put your background image on there or the scrim or whatever you want on the background. And then that becomes your new page button. You copy that one and that becomes your new page. That also keeps things very consistent. And if you ever need to change the bookmark properties or styling, you can go to the template page, change or adjust it, delete out all the other bookmarks, and then just copy paste them into other pages. I also find that's a very... It's a technique that I use to go faster because I am I just hate wasting so much time stylizing everything. Can we yeah. just focus on the win? And I think so many people don't use it. I personally call mine a components page because I'll also do like KPIs and like other objects that oh. I may reuse. Yeah, so that's I, a good idea. Yeah, and, I agree with that. Yeah, but I think this win, and I don't think a lot of people do this. They're try, trying to create their first version on the report page. And it's yes. hard because you, if you want to select all or copy or, you know, it's also you have the load of all the data there. Where if you're just doing this on a hidden components page, that's basically like your master reference. You still have to yes. copy paste, but yeah. man, what a win. People, start doing this. I, I like that idea. And I think this actually, this, this I think it speaks to a little bit of how do you design your, your design mm -hmm. flow? What, what is your flow of how you design things, right? So I think you're speaking to a, an area of, um, I think I find a lot of new users jumping right into the report. They go get data because that's that's what Microsoft teaches you. That's what dashboard a day is. You right. start with go get data, you get a bunch of information in, and then you bring things to the page, and then you begin stylizing it. I think the data exercise, getting the data together, and this is why I like the model and thin report scenario, uh, and and also probably you know we just had build uh, builds announcing a new file format PBIP, which is going to be amazing for this because you'll be able to have many different reports and a same model to be to be operated on. But I think I really like this idea in the, and you're telling me what you're talking about is you can now build out what is a stylized thing mm -hmm. fairly easily. And then once you have those stylized objects, now you can, you can model data separately. You can focus on what are the wireframes or style or what is the general look and feel the report going to be. Yeah. Here's, uh, you know, the visuals you're going to use over and over again, it's going to be a bar chart. It's going to be a line right. chart. It's going to be a table. Like if you start, just style those three objects, those are going to probably meet a most of your needs. Please don't stylize a pie chart. You don't need to use it. You should not be putting it on your page. It's more of an exception than than the... <laughs> I I used a pie chart in one of my oh, no. reports last week. Oh, no. <laughs> and your executive <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Put a black it, box it, on it is, that. It is, for, it is for leadership, actually. I told you. <laughs> but it's only got two points. It's a, right. See, okay, good. It's either, okay. It's either in this one or in this swath it, or this swath. There are there are no, like, 500 yeah. points. Yeah. Just, just two. Just only two. ever two. Only ever two. Fifty-one percent and forty-nine percent go crazy. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then joke. and then you and then you added the number to it because you couldn't see it, and then you added oh, a label to it. So the benefit, right, is you can now you now get the percentage and the count. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. there's That's no overall count so you're still overlaying like another an thing over an overall yes like the overall number total yeah in in the uh in the pie chart right yeah over, so i don't cool. do the pie chart without the default the percentage the category name and the label there. Uh, this is what i'm saying though it makes no yeah. other sense if you if you anytime you put down a pie chart the first thing people ask you for is i don't know how many count that is can you give me the percentage of the total like 
I've just written out all the information that you need in the pie chart yeah. as as text. So I just might as well either just write it out as text or use a right. bar chart where I can actually can do a legit comparison. The best case for a pie chart and or the only case for a pie chart if you have if you have four categories, one has to be over 50 if and you're trying to at least track that. If anything else is under 50, people are, are looking upside down. There's no other yeah. use case. Well, well if you're you're your your comment there befuddles me to some degree because because if you only have two items, one of them four. always has to no 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 four oh, oh. four 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 <laughs> okay four four right four Seth, was say, Seth was saying two items. He said for two items, like if the only, only yeah. Tommy, if there's only two items, the only something's, time it's only something's got to win. Yeah, something's got to win here. Like I'm so confused. I remind forty five forty nine point five each. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even add up to a hundred. What's going on? This is a stupid thing. Since, since we're on the since we're on a side side track of like kind of stylization, one thing that was pushed back on me, like we we talk about a lot, and how I uh, initially built a report is there are multiple different visualizations on the page, and the legend is the the colors are the same. Yeah. So I oh, yeah. I removed the legend from all the other visuals because it was prominently displayed in the pie chart. Right. So if I only have two two options, and this is my legend. The feedback I got was like uh, the, the the person was initially confused, and then they were like, "Oh, th that makes a lot of sense." Like now I can see that as long as the coloring, you know, flows across all of these other visuals, that it's the same thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So like I intentionally did that so I could remove a lot of the visual clutter from all of the other visuals. And something I hadn't thought about before, she pushed back. She's like, "Can you can you add them back in?" I was like, "Why?" She's because as i'm like as i'm looking at this there are like i'm going to be snapshotting or screenshotting some of these visuals for other groups where they can't see everything so i need the legend in there and i was like oh interesting well I'll just go to personalized visuals and then <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, that's added, that is interesting added, though it's interesting clutter back in but it mm -hmm. like on the bottom right right yeah so visually kind of out of the way everything yeah yeah let's probably go back to bookmarks and I, I, I want to say a huge no, no, no. I'm going to do one more thing about pie charts. Okay. Let's, let's just focus <laughs> one more thing. thing. <laughs> have you topic. seen, have you seen, it's like a meme. I don't know what it is. It's a meme or something like that around uh, uh, pie charts. Someone has made a pie chart that is a pyramid and they have the three labels. Have you seen these? <laughs> no. Go Google right now. Oh, go Google, go Google your favorite pie chart browser. pyramid. Go, go Google pie chart pyramid. And someone went through and actually went, so someone took a bunch of pie charts and started coloring them as if they were like actual shapes oh. or objects or things. And so this is, I, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, so I saw a website one time that had a whole bunch of these all together. Like, you know, this is the sunset or something like, or whatever I they did. These, uh, but this one is a pyramid. Side of pyramid yeah. So this, this is the sky. <laughs> this is sunny side of pyramid. This is shady side of pyramid. Like I was like, yeah, that's good. That's good for a pie chart. <laughs> So the, the the pie chart pyramid is pretty funny, and there's apparently no. a, a handful of these other ones that are like you know funny pie charts with with coloring kind of stuff. As a as a joke, you can now rotate the pie chart now. Can you? Yeah. Yes. So you can rotate it all. Wait, can. seriously? Yes. Oh, nice. So, so now we can really make pie chart it, pyramids. Rotate it all the way down. So yeah. I make a pyramid. I think I saw someone else take this. They had like you know, uh, you know, pointy pyramid, point. and they made it really pointy, point. and they had like yeah. wide pyramid, and they had like <laughs> narrow pyramid, hold like. Hold <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, right. I found that kind of comical. Your pie chart parachute is going. 
way off but i we will save a pie chart episode for like 250 or something no. we'll just do memes <laughs> so why we hate pie charts All right. uh i do want to say a big win with the new bookmark navigator and hopefully people have understood this where with page navigator it's going to show all the pages but bookmark navigator not only solves the major issue or the problem where if i need to create like in a sense three buttons i had to re basically create six back in the day one for enabled one yes. for disabled yes correct this is solves a lot of that too as well so, so it solves that but also i can create these groups so i can create a group of bookmarks so i actually have a report open right now just looking at it that uh, for a client that Three pages, each need to show the summary, like overview, a few tables. One is a trending, and then one is a full ranking mm -hmm. of the categories, but yep. they're different for each. So rather than what would that be, uh, 18 bookmarks? Yes. I have three, in a sense, six bookmarks with all grouped into their own category. Yes. And the setup is incredibly easy, and it solves so many issues that I had for the hide and uh, showing, but really for any other option. The enablement side is so easy to set up. I really like that. And the only other thing I can think of here around bookmarks or enhancements to bookmarks would be it would be nice to be able to control whether or not a visual was shown based on some formula or a DAX measure. I don't think we can do that today. Someone may have hacked that. I think I saw someone commenting this on Twitter recently around how they were able to hide things. I think you can do some things where you have an object over top of a something of an of an element, right? So if I had, you know, two objects and I could put like a white square over top of the chart and when you click something it could disappear and then when and when you, you know, then the the transparency will change, but um I I think um yeah, I think I think the that would be another feature that i would like to see inside bookmarks potentially is to, to in the bookmarks allow you know the the concept or idea not only just hiding or showing things or book or buttons anyways is we could be able to use a button have a piece yeah. of data point set in the model and that would then you know hide or actually show the visuals i think again trying to i'm trying to remove extra work steps here if i can do more things programmatically to get things to hide or show to your point tommy there there should be an easy switch statement to do something like that, right? It should be something that says, you know, show this, show this visual if this measure equals three or four or five, and then you could have one measure toggle through four or five shapes or objects or yeah. turn things on and off all together at the same time. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, it would be phenomenal, but I think even just the navigation now has, has saved utility-wise or, or effort-wise, like maybe half the effort that you do before or more in terms of- Yeah, I agree. Probably so, more, I would say. Uh, probably more. Yeah. And and it's the headache of having to manage it after you built it. Yeah. One thing that you and I, Seth and I have complained much about is if you did this complex navigation thing anyways, the next person in line to work on the report has no clue how any of the bookmarks work. So in this, in this scenario, like literally it's just drop the visual on the page and it just works. You can change the style, done. Yeah. So I think in that respect, it makes it way easier to be able to like hand this work off to somebody else or have multiple people pick up this work because now you're not being buried in bookmarks. And I will say I've probably now very rarely use a bookmark. I usually that, do not use it. I, was I do tell people about how to make bookmarks in the personal bookmarks in the service, because I think that's much more valuable. You know, find a way that you're looking at the data, click on some things, bookmark it and come back to it. I think that makes sense, but I do not build a lot of reports with bookmarks now. Really? 
No, it's more about the page navigation and the bookmark. Well, I use bookmark connection very sparingly. So you're using a lot more page navigation. A lot more page navigation now for me. Really? Yeah. If, if I had to pick the two. Okay. Between the two. Yeah. I, for me, it's it's really trending where I'd be remiss to not talk about the drill through button at some point. I, I know we're running low on time. That's a huge win for me from a user experience. But the bookmark navigation. I like that one too. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a whole topic. That's I a new, probably. that's a new other, but that's another action on existing buttons. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I would say that's probably the majority of when I'm using a button because, again, it's still it's not hard to find drill through, but people don't know that it exists. To make it so easy to say, hey, click on something to find out details, is a ridiculous win. A ridiculous win. If you're building, if you're part of that adoption, or you know you're built you don't have drill through in every page it should be something you should really strongly consider the bookmarks though they are more niche because you don't always need a bookmark but for me it's it's hard to not create an it's hard for me to create an individual bookmark rather than part of a navigator i'd agree with that as well yeah i mean the the fact that they they simplified the experience i think is fantastic you're always going to find it you know a requirement at some point in time where somebody wants an app like experience in their report yes. and, yeah. and this just simplifies that experience or the like the the uh, time to completion is is significantly reduced uh with some of these additions right because mm -hmm. all the components that you had to build before are now like button clicks instead and yeah. You, you can still replicate, you know, a lot of like the same behaviors or more than you used to be able to, to create those really unique experiences that are sometimes demanded. But Mike, to your point, should you be pushing them all the time? I wouldn't, right? They add a lot oh. of complexity and yeah. overhead to report pages and look for the simpler solutions if possible, because yeah. you're already going to overwhelm, you know, most, most end users with one action, let alone like many right yeah. so uh, yep. as the more you build into the report the more documentation or the more training you're going to have to do around it agreed well that we've burned through a perfectly good uh 30 minutes of just yammering about bookmarks and pie charts that look like pyramids so uh with that uh we'll say thank you very much for listening we appreciate you joining the podcast today so uh if you love power bi go grab this shirt here uh eat sleep power bi repeat that is, that is what you should be wearing because that's pretty much what I do every day. I literally, this is like all I do throughout the week. <laughs> this is my pattern. <laughs> so um, thank you all very much for participating. Um, we The only ask that we give you uh, or that, you know, the, all this free content, we would just love for you to share this with somebody else. If you found some value from this, if you found some interesting ideas on how you want to build reports or things that uh, we are able to impact your report building experience, please share with somebody else. We just appreciate you uh, sharing with, with another individual around RBI building things. Tommy, where else can you find the podcast? You can find the podcast anywhere it's available on Apple and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, helps us out a ton. Uh, join the conversation live every Tuesday and Thursday. Just follow Power BI tips on social media channels. Awesome. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you next time.